Welcome to the Choi Life Principles. My name is Emmeline Choi and I'm a skincare specialist. I'm always on the hunt for new ways to keep my body, mind and of course my skin healthy. So why not join me while I interview a range of experts, some of who are my friends, all based in the wellness industry, to see if we can learn any new ways to stay healthy in our mind, body and spirit, which will hopefully also lead to some great looking skin. Are you aware of how much a cleanser can impact your skin? Sometimes if you're struggling with dry, flaky, irritated skin or even oily skin, this can be linked to your cleanser. This is where the Emmeline Choi Cleansing Duo comes in. The Cleansing Beauty Balm is an amazing way to remove your makeup and any bits of oil or grime that has built up throughout the day. This followed by the Cleansing Beauty Cream then removes any last traces of product and oil that might be left behind. Think of it as a gentle toner without the harsh alcohols or chemicals on your skin. If you are interested in learning more, then please visit choi.life forward slash shop for more information. So welcome to the very first Choi Life Principles podcast. Today on the podcast, I have my a very good friend of mine, Laura Pettiner, who is a Pilates teacher. And she's not just any Pilates teacher. She is one of the best up in the Northwest. And she has been teaching Pilates for more than 12 years now. Laura is also the daughter of Pat Pettiner, who was one of the first people to bring Pilates up to the Northwest, maybe 20 or so years ago before, you know, when it was completely unheard of. So she's got a really good background with Pilates and I guess has been brought up almost with it as well in her life. I've got Laura on the podcast today because I've seen such a change in incorporating incorporating Pilates into my life that I thought would be a great way for us all to learn a bit more. So without further ado, please welcome Laura Pettiner to the podcast. Welcome Laura Pettiner <laughs> to the Choi Life Principles. Thank you, Emmeline Troy. <laughs> it's a pleasure. The rule is with no work voices today. Okay. No it's very voice. hard not to put on a work voice though okay. when you're talking about work. Okay. We'll do I will try. Best. I will try my best not to on my Pilates voice and try to be a bit more normal. I want you to start off by telling me about yourself. Tell me um, kind of who is Laura Pettiner pre-Pilates. Pre-Pilates? Pre-Pilates. Oh, Throwing that in there. You're not I prepped mean, for that one, have you? Jeez Louise, that's, I'm not actually prepped for that <laughs> It's been so long since I've been Pilates, Laura, that it's not. Um, I don't know. I mean, Pilates has always been in my life since I was, what, 20 anyway. So... Going back before I was 20, probably you wouldn't want to know me. (laughs) (laughs) But were you you super healthy? Were you into fitness pre? Yeah, well, I was brought up super healthy. Like, um, in my family home, my mum was always into, you know, health, no fast food, no chocolate, no crisps. I mean, I didn't have McDonald's till I was about 16. Um... So, and that was completely... So you were 16? Sorry, I was completely realized. rebelling against, like, Jeez. my mother's wishes. But, you know, we... we were. I was educated that way. That, you know, to eat properly, to... I was always really active. I did ballet since I was about two. So I was always, you know, you know, outgoing and very... Wanted to do outdoorsy kind of things as well as doing exercise. So it was kind of ingrained into me since I was little really and then how did pilates come into your life well well because of her because she was i mean she's she is your mom she's the cat's mother is my mother (laughs) 
Um, Pat Petner, yes. So she started uh, Pilates when she was what, probably about my age, late 40s. Um, and I was her guinea pig when she first started. So when she <laughs> trained, I was her client. I trained with her. That's cool. Um, which was interesting. Like, nobody ever knew anything about Pilates anyway before that. When was this then, sort of? Um, I mean, without saying her age. Um, or your age. Or my age. <laughs> um, quite a few years ago, when it, when it wasn't mainstream. I mean, Pilates has been going for 80, 90, 100 years, I think it is now, um, from Joseph Pilates. But it hadn't become that popular kind of cultural thing to go to like I suppose yoga was like yeah. yoga was has just has become cool in the past what 40 years um so when she started it nobody knew what it was it was a complete like the whole zumba thing exactly yeah yeah okay people right. couldn't even pronounce the name I mean we were laughing before about <laughs> how people would phone up and, and yeah and ask to to do pilots I mean, wouldn't that be lovely? But you know, it's it's now. It's everybody. <laughs> not saying anything about that. We all love the pilot. Um, but but yeah, she started it when it wasn't popular. Yeah. So, can we just ask the basic question? What is Pilates for anyone who doesn't know? So Pilates is um, a type of exercise which is invented by a guy called Joseph Pilates for. He started it to help dancers create better form with postural strength. Um, and it's basically slow movement controlled exercise to help build core strength and postural muscles in your body. Right. Uh, in, the, in the simplest of terms. Yeah. I mean, we could have a whole hour of just what is Pilates, but in the simplest of terms, it's just to help everything. It's help your functional movement of your body, flexion, um, flexibility, strength, but it particularly focuses on your core muscles. I'm instantly sitting up now. I know. I like loads of people do that. Like, straight <laughs> up. When they see me in the street, it's, oh no, here she comes, postural police. But it is, and it, and it helps, and that's what I love about Pilates. It, it can be applied to everything, any kind of exercise. You can use a little bit of Pilates in to that's help good. you, which is what I, I really, you know, admire about what he did. I mean, he was an absolute... Um, genius Joseph Pilates. I take it that he's passed away now. Yeah, he he died. I think he died quite quite late in his life. But um, through there's all this bit of speculation about how he died. It was I think it was a Ooh. fire at the studio and Ooh. and he'd you know inhaled a, a lot of smoke. And he, but he was he was I think he was pushing eighty. I think it was it. Okay. It wasn't. A, so he was doing Pilates right through. Yeah, I mean. If you ever see you can google joseph pilates and the videos that he did because there's not a lot of stuff written down which is why there's different strains of pilates but um seeing him do that i mean man alive he was strict but he was strong as he well. was strong i mean he was a sick kid um in the beginning and it was noted down and that's kind of how he's built up this amazing kind of what do you call it the, the pilates industry really it just comes from this one man who I think he was just a bit of a... I think he was a bit of a sadist, to be honest. <laughs> Beating people with sticks to get them in the right posture position. Right. But, um, yeah, if you, if anybody wants to Google it, Google Joseph Pilates and some of the videos. And it is a cardio workout. I mean, he right. was he was training belly dancers, professional belly dancers. He was training the army, you know, to do stuff like this. So it's, so it's like remoulding the oh, human shape, almost. Yeah, to be how we are supposed to be. Right, okay. And then, so... 
what then made you go into the reformer or how did you discover the reformer did you start off so i i trained down south with uh, body control pilates which is one of the largest um pilates academies really for teacher training in the world and what they do is we start off we we train as a mat work teacher so we do all our exams and we do anatomical training and um you know practical training and you do so many hours of, with another teacher to help build you up um, and then you take your, your exams, your three hour written, there's a lot of hoops to jump through really to get to where you are. It's not like you take a weekend course and you're a Pilates teacher. Yeah. Um, and then after that, then, you can, then you're able to explore, you've got the foundation then to, to explore the reformer, the Cadillac, which is another amazing machine. The chair, the, the Cadillac barrel. is that the funny? That's the four poster, four poster bed hanging upside down oh, with I your feet in fluffy strap. I mean, it's all very Fifty Shades. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, it is. It's pretty hardcore, but you know, Reformer from there, which is an amazing piece of kit. Like, it, I've got a Reformer. I train people on Reformers. Um, just for the amount of control you can achieve, the amount of strength you can get with all that resistance training. I mean, it's an expensive piece of kit, don't get me wrong. It's a lot more expensive than mat work. Well, the mat, obviously. Yeah. But it all goes hand in hand. What's the difference between your reformer and your mat? Can you still see the same result if you're using mat work? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, with with reformer, it's closed chain. So you, do, you can achieve it probably a little bit quicker than maybe mat work. But a lot of people don't like the reformer. It's just, it, it looks scary. Like we've just laughed and it's 50 shades and yeah. kind of thing. But it is a scary piece Sounds of like kit. Sounds like a TARDIS as well. Yeah, it does when it moves. Um, so, and some people don't like to do reformer. Mm. And it's not because it's not good or it's not it's bad or whatever. They just, choice. it's your personal choice. Fair For enough. me, Matwick and reformer go hand in hand. So you can do both. And you specialise mostly in, well, both. Both, to be honest with you. Like I said, I trained as a mat. Mostly my classes that I teach now are matwork based. Um, reformers are more of an expense. Yeah. You know, it's cost with that to, to run a, a reformer class. It's a lot more expensive than a, yeah. than a mat work class. You know, with a mat, you can lay a mat down and do do it anyway. You can't lug a six foot reformer <laughs> on holiday with you and <laughs> you know, doesn't really work like that. Fair enough. Um, okay, so the other question that I got a lot, I got asked quite a lot is, Ooh. what is the difference between yoga and Pilates? Because I know everyone <laughs> always asks that, and I always, <laughs> like years ago, I always thought that they were the same thing, and now I do both regular, I realise that, that to me they're completely different. Yeah. But you so must get that asked, asked that a lot. It's, I mean, they're not worlds apart, this is the thing with Pilates and yoga. Joseph Pilates took bits of yoga to put in that kind of Pilates repertoire. Right. So it's not a million miles away. The, the basic difference, and what I normally say without, again, having to rub it on about the benefits of Pilates and yoga, because I do yoga as well, I love yoga, is the spiritual aspect, I think, between the two of them. Yoga is much more spiritual than Pilates is. Pilates is much more physio-based exercises, looking at your alignment. Yoga is a, a lot more, you know, meditative um there's so many different strains of yoga but yeah really it's spiritual it's more flow as well i think yoga yeah it can be with you know the different types of yoga and ashtanga and hatha um classical mat however pilates mat is supposed to be that kind of fluidity oh, is with it? it yeah so i always think it's, it's like reps you know like five four three two no, no only with like hundreds when you just really like hit it hard but with that it's 
the classical like I said, the classical back is supposed to be this fluid one exercise transitioning into another exercise okay. transitioning to another and it is quite a cardio based workout that way but now it's got into that different strain process where it's broken down it's a lot more accessible for people especially with injuries that's another thing we take a lot of pride in especially body control who I do work with about people with in, with injuries who can achieve and to get more range of movement back and flexibility back in their bodies after operations or knee hip replacements that kind of thing yeah. so the main thing between plasters and yoga to answer your question is what I'd say would be that kind of spiritual difference yeah well um, we're not umming and ahhing kind of thing or oh, you just huffing and puffing really <laughs> <laughs> I find them really different yeah and I, I, I don't think I could stop either one because I but I get so much from yoga but then I get so much from Pilates as well well that's the best thing about it you can join it with everything like I I mean I'm a Pilates teacher and I do yoga yeah like I love yoga I think it's to get out of your head and to have that calming I think yoga is fabulous I would never knock yoga um I teach Pilates I love Pilates I've always loved Pilates so it's kind of what what works for you really I'm not a Pilates pusher like I say to everybody, I'm not going to sit there and say, Pilates is best for everybody. You come and try it. Yeah. And if it's not, it's not. You've got to find something that I always find with exercise that you can stick to. Because I was going to ask, is Pilates enough as a workout? But I'm guessing you think there's more of a, to get a well-rounded approach, you could do lots of different things. Yeah. For, for me, I mean, Pilates is great. You do two, three times a week Pilates. You can do mat work. You can do then reformer. Um, but then take into consideration that you can do yoga and a cardio base. So all this high intensity, if, if that's what floats your boat, do it. You know, they say, what's it, 20 minutes of kind of to get your heart rate up a day is good for your body. Yeah. Um, and with Pilates, you'll find that some of it will get your heart rate up and some of it won't. It'll be a bit more, you know, slower paced movement. Okay, that's good. Good. But yeah, whatever whatever you can stick to, I always say with exercise, that's what that's what helps. Okay, so for anyone who's a beginner, mm-hmm. how and they decide, you know what, I want to start doing Pilates. Where do they begin? What's the best thing for them to do? Find yourself a class, really. If that's if that's, what that's you're better than one to one. Um, if you've never touched Pilates before, I always like to do an assessment before if you come into my classes. Um, just so you can get an overall approach. I mean, you sign up for a course, still a lot of money compared to just paying for a one-on-one hour session with a professional to see if you actually like the thing. Mm. Um, and especially if you do a one-to-one, it does get, you can ask as many questions as you, as you want and that's your hour to sort of figure out if it's right for you and start to learn a little bit more about the exercises. I mean, it can be quite daunting going into a Pilates class, especially if it's a machine class base that you've never done before and you don't really know any of the print, the basic principles. Do you usually get told what to do with a machine? Because that was a scary bit for me. When you when you go in, you think, yeah, oh, how can you do it? If I'm used to privates and someone's doing all the springs for yeah. me. <laughs> well, that's it. You do get used to people changing springs for you and, and good Pilates teachers should be, every class, if you're doing a reformer class, should be telling you how the machine works if you've never been on it before what spring tension you should be using in different exercises, um, and then running through your Pilates basics, your, yeah. your breathing, your alignment, your centering, um, you know, that so kind what, of thing. What is the breathing? Because I don't I don't know that much about the breathing side. <laughs> it's a little bit different to yoga, yogic mm. breathing. I do a lot of yogis that, that breathe 
into the tummy. So um, it's just to help control your, your diaphragm properly, you know, right. to help open up your, your lung capacity, to breathe, to laterally breathe into your sides, into the back of the body, rather than focus on breathing into your, into your muscle group, into your tummy, really, or right. your chest. So it's all more for your posture to strengthen. To, yeah, to help. And when you get into the more complicated exercises and the more challenging ones for your abdominals, if you're breathing into your tummy, there is no way you're going to be able to control an abdominal connection for a long period of time because your stomach's going to inflate yeah. if you're breathing. So we try and we try and promote it. Again, zip it up, suck it in. Zip it up, <laughs> suck it I love that. <laughs> scoop it up. Yeah. A lot of what Steve says is scoop it in. But, you know, that's only part of it. That comes with time. People panic about breathing. It's, it's amazing how people actually go into Pilates and, and go, oh my God, I can't breathe, I can't or breathe. don't breathe at or all. Then, and then hold the breath yeah. and you end up going purple. <laughs> I mean, as much as fun as that is to see that happen, you want to be able to just breathe and move. Yeah. You know, and essentially a good Pilates teacher will make sure you're safe and they will get you moving. Right. That's what you want. And and to have a bit of fun with it. I mean, people, this, I know a lot of people that treat it so seriously. Exercise should be fun. fun. Yeah. It should be your hour to have fun with your body, to, to get a good workout, to feel like you've achieved something, but also to walk away with a smile on your face, not, oh my God, I can't feel my thighs. <laughs> I always find when I've done it, I walk away and you just, you feel taller yeah. after Pilates. Oh, I love that though, you feel like you've stretched. I mean, I mean, I'm not the tallest of people, so I do feel like I'm about Aww. six foot. You don't know me, you know, <laughs> you know I'm a shorty. So you've we've found a local class, and mm -hmm. um, what do we what do we wear? Oh, the fashion police are out if it comes to Pilates, <laughs> especially around here. Um, something comfortable. You want leggings, you want a vest, top, you want t shirt if you're men, tracksuit bottoms, you know, shorts on. Something that you can move in that you don't feel restricted in. And it doesn't have to be baggy or tight or anything. No, just I mean, you, you don't want anything. You don't want to wear like an oversized t-shirt where I can't see the line of your body. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be sucked in. Okay. Um, so it's just basically a, a comfortable workout. And if you're in a class, it's normally socks or bare feet that I, I use in mat work. Okay. Or again, if you're on the reformer, normally socks are, are, are definitely And they're those freaky little socks that I you're wearing now. I love my toe socks. You can't they're not so my toe socks. They're like gloves for your feet. And they're so <laughs> good for so your weird. feet. I just love them. <laughs> they freak me out. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> fine. And is it suitable for everyone Pilates? Is it okay for men, women, oh. pregnant? Aliens, yeah, yeah everyone. everyone, everyone. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, okay. And there is no age range either. People are always think, oh, everybody's got to be fit to do Pilates. I mean, what a load of crap. Can you, you do? Do you have to go to a beginner's class? Do you think, or could you just go straight into a normal class? Like you said before about the one to ones, it's probably better to have an assessment. A lot of, a lot of the classes that I run are all mixed ability. So some beginners have started with me. Some people have been there for five years, some people have been there for nearly 12 years with me, yeah. with my mum, 20 years Jeez. people have been, you know, so it's, it's we like to have that kind of assessment and that you can meet us as well. So even if you can't afford, say a one-to-one, -one, that maybe when you phone and you speak to us, you come 20 minutes before a class starts and we just run through a little bit of, of breathing. But again, just start. Yeah. That's the best thing to do with something like this, is just to, don't be so afraid just get in there, find a good class, a good teacher, um, one that's not too big as well. A lot of the gyms put on Pilates classes where- <laughs> teacher that's too teacher. big. <laughs> <laughs> well. You want a little pipe yeah. size one like Laura. Yeah. <laughs> you can actually see. You know, put my heels on. But yeah, just just watch the class size. That's what all I'd say about. Right. That is a big, 
I know there's one of the questions that I got asked when I first started about how big that should my classes be. 10 to 12 people in a mat work class. If you're doing reformer, I mean, you want, don't want to be working more than eight bodies, if I'm honest with you, because right. it's, it's such a, a big piece of kit. And if something happens on a, on a reformer, yeah. then it's not like mat work. It's not... Gets messy. You can't fall off the mat. <laughs> I probably could. Oh, you could. You get slightly complicated. Yeah. But as long as you're with the right teacher, I always say that that go for it. Go for it. And how much did it cost us? A uh, good mat work class between ten and twelve pounds. Um, reformer classes can run from eighteen pounds to twenty five pounds. That's right. the more expensive. But you're paying probably for the kit as well, really, aren't you? Well, you, the machines are worth nearly three grand. So, well, you know, it's a lot It's a lot of money for a kit. But like I say, that's why I quite like mat work. It's much more versatile. You can literally go anywhere and take a mat with you. Yeah. And just do it. You can't drag a reformer on a plane. <laughs> Believe me. I could always try. But, um, <laughs> so we've found our class. We've um, got our outfit. Yeah, we've got our money. to go. Um, how, long, how long do you think it'll take before we see you? A result how how many sessions would you recommend and i mean if, if you say say what we're now february say you're getting married towards the end of the year and you think you know what i just want to do a bit of toning up what would you recommend maybe two sessions a week three sessions a week one a month i mean i don't know yeah two two sessions a week is is minimum i would probably say i do have people that come like once once a week to a class for an hour yeah um but Thing is that's the best thing about Pilates it's not like it's a jumpy bumpy class you can do it two three three times a week if you go on a reformer especially you know you can combine mat work with reformer reformer you probably if I'm being honest you'll feel you'll find results quicker it's resistance training so you will have spring tension that you'll work against so it's a closed chain so you will see them quicker than maybe with mat work but not you could probably mix it up as well couldn't you yeah but not an extensive if you're doing say classical mat work and reformer I mean eight weeks to 12 weeks you'll start to see completely oh, your posture change your body change it's a mindset as well it's supposed to one of my friends had done it and she just had a baby and she did mat work with me for eight nine weeks and she was like my body's changed but you know what i walk out and i feel better about myself there is no judgment there's no you know people looking at me i always get that and you go to a gym and you think oh god everybody's staring yeah. everybody is in their own mat and their own thing and they're working towards something that, that works for them i always say that in my yoga and i just also apologize for the constant banging in the background because we do have building work <laughs> nearby and it's driving me bonkers and um, i always think when you're in yoga and i always say to anyone that's stressed or nervous you just go and you just focus on your mat like that little your little square little square kind yeah, of thing maybe a rectangle whatever and uh, yeah that's just focus on that try not to look at what everyone else is doing because everyone's at different stages yeah it's, and then people get competitive and then you're yeah. like no 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 yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. want and to then be you're hurting something yeah. <laughs> what makes you so good at what you do because i know oh. you are you are one of the best i have been taught by bless you Pooh. what what makes you so good um or shall I tell you what I think? You can. T- I mean, it's very hard for me to answer that question because I never thought I was hugely great at my well, you job. Are because I, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but you go on the online these days and you go on the internet. And think, oh my god, everybody's better than I am. No, um, that's like imposter syndrome. It, it is imposter syndrome. Yeah, I would say what I find so good about what you do is that you are really particular, and you watch every single 
thing. Like every <laughs> every single picking. yeah, but you want that. You want that. So every single rep that you do is completely scrutinized so that you know that that five, four, three, two, one, or however many you're doing is absolutely perfect for that last five. That's yeah. what I would say is so good. And I, I, I'm sure I'll find 36 people tonight that will disagree with me. <laughs> Apparently I can't count, especially when it comes no, to No, I see you can ever count. They're like, oh, five, yeah. one. And then you're like, hang on, I'm on done eight now. <laughs> um, and I, the other thing I'd like to know is because I know you are so good and you very rarely toot your own horn, I know you have some stories that you probably had some really good results with clients and things. Uh, yeah. And I'm not obviously not asking to name names or anything like that, but can you tell us some really nice, happy results that you've seen in the past? Oh, because God. after knowing you for I don't know how many years, I only heard one story once that came out like a girl's lunch. What was, what was that? About, about the guy that couldn't walk. And oh, now he can like empty with, the bins or something. Oh, he can walk down his drive. I mean, I do work with some fantastic clients that are just inspiring to me. Um, especially, I do a little bit of home visits for older people who aren't mobile enough to get into a class or to meet a one-to-one. Uh, one of my guys who's he's got a, a, well, there's a, a lot of things going on. Um, but yeah, for seeing me within six months, he could walk down the drive and take his bins out. And his drive is like a mile and a half long. It's ridiculous. And he could get there before he'd, had, he'd met me, he couldn't. And he kept on falling over and he had loads of falls. And now he's he's there and we've improved so much and he's, he's such a joy to be around. That's and so I think sweet. that's what makes me a better teacher is my clients. That they absolutely they put me in the best moods, classes or home visits. I absolutely adore them all. And they're all up for whatever I throw at them. And that's what I love about it. I mean, I'm not a soft People teacher. People are too scared of you. Yeah, I'm not I... a soft teacher. I do like to, to make sure that you get what you can out of your hour with me. And and that's the thing. And the, the last year that London, who I, I work with, my association, has made me a supervising teacher. So now I can mold minds that come up through the ranks who are learning to become teachers I now train people to... So you're teaching the teachers? Teaching the teachers, you which is... pretty good to do that. Which is scary. Um, but yeah, I need to make, sort of rate it in sometimes because, you know, I can get my little bossy boots on and, uh, oh, yeah, I know that. and it's on there. But, you know, but thank you very much. But no, it's my, my clients that make me good more oh. than anything. And the experience with them that that I would never do this if, if I didn't love it. That's the best thing about this job. That's like nice. I know, it, like I'm sure it's like with you. Yeah, of course. That's the only, just the reason you keep doing it because yeah. that's what that's the main reason you enjoy it so much is the results that you see. Exactly, and we work hard at. Um, as though my boyfriend likes to say, I don't really work because oh, yeah. I'm self-employed. Don't. don't. Um, but you know, we work bloody hard too. Yeah, we to... work very hard. Those hours we put in are a hell of a lot. I, I think tell it's yeah. stop being self-employed. It's it's a twenty-four. 24-7. 24-7, without, without doubt. you got to live oh, it and breathe it. Apart from a quick lunch break. <laughs> no, down the road. coffee. Or a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Why do, um, I don't want to say a lot of people, but what is a common reason for people not succeeding with Pilates, would you say? Um, or they're giving up or they're not seeing a result. Is there something that they can be doing wrong? Not necessarily. I mean... People look at Pilates, if you ever watch a, a mat work class and they just think, oh God, it looks so easy. Because uh, it is slow movement exercise, but because it, it's so very controlled, um, especially if you're used to that kind of gym environment or that kind of cardio hit training, that it, that's not what, what we're getting from that. And people can drop off or, you know, 
not committed. You think within two times you should really feel it. Yeah. It's not like that at all. You've got, it's got to be inbuilt into your life. It will change your life. Yeah. But it's got to be done on a regular basis. That's the only thing with the yeah, you've got to stick with it. You've got to stick with it. And like I said before, if you don't love it, then there is no point in doing it. Yeah. You move into something else, move into yoga, you know, go and do Tai Chi or, you know, do something else. But but that a lot of, oh, I don't actually get a lot of drop-offs. That's the problem with That's me. That's so good. I know. <laughs> Check me out not to so my own horn. But I, I don't get a lot of transitions. All my clients have normally been with me and, and I'd say 70, 80% since I first started, what, 12, 13 years ago. Amazing. That's amazing. So, yeah. So, that's, but that's if you really just good. if you can stick it out, you get there. You've just got to remember the basic principles, and just work with what you can do, whether it's a less or more, or and speak to your teacher, and and tell them if you're not feeling it. Well, I'm not a mind reader. You've got to tell me. That's the the thing, or your teacher, whoever you're working with, and and they will respond to that. What are you? What should you look for in a good teacher? Oh well. Sparkling personality, which <laughs> um, qualifications is the big thing. Yeah, you've what, got to be what? trained to a level three okay. with Pilates, a level three um, standard. So the big, the big Pilates associations, mine, body control. Um, a lot of the videos do APPI. Um, Bazzi, are, are the big ones at the moment. Bazzi, uh, Matt Work, one of my my other teacher friends, she's starting to retrain with Bazzi after being with Stop Pilates, which is another one. Um, but she's gone into Bazzi because just much more intensive and much more um, particular. Right. Um, but yeah, body control, APPI, Bazzi, you know. You want a good qual. You want a good qualification. You want to find out about your teacher because you're, you're going to put their body in your hands for, uh, your body in their hands. That's yeah, right, that's yeah. right. That's right, that's good. Um, for an hour. Yeah. And it's, and it's tough. So yeah, find you someone sure that you'll experience. gel with as well. That's a big thing about, you've got to find the right teacher for you. Because sometimes if you don't like the person who's teaching it, you are never going to listen to them. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got someone who, if someone's listening and they've been doing Pilates for a while um, and they're just finding they're not seeing results, is there any way that they can crank it up? Is there anything you would recommend to change? Yeah, mix it up. If you've been doing mat work, try Reformer. If you've been doing Reformer, try Cadillac. Try mat work. Try, there's so many different, things in Pilates and and again if you're not in the right class if they're not pushing you to what you want to achieve with your goal then maybe go somewhere else and find another teacher or you know maybe look at doing maybe a more of a one-to-one situation where they can really focus on what you're aiming to get and push you um well not literally push you but you know encourage you that's the right <laughs> word encourage you to to be able to achieve it right because I love I love doing the privates because I feel oh you get so much more from it because see, all that attention is all then on your body and we can tailor make the exercises to, to what's right for you. But again, if the pull it might not be right for you. You might be needed to, to go for a run or, I don't know, yeah. go to the gym or go swimming or it might be you just need that extra little bit on top for a different form of exercise. Like I said, I'm not a Pilates pusher. It might not be for <laughs> you. <laughs> where do we, where can we learn about Pilates? What's the best place to get resources? Uh, the internet online please don't go on Instagram and look at all these gorgeous Pilates teachers mm. upside down and doing the splits it's not all like that <laughs> um, just do a little bit of research like I said look into the, the main bodies of Pilates um, look at there are videos available online Pilates anytime 
do online classes, online mat work classes, which are, uh, and reformer classes as well. They're really good. Body do you think control. they're still? Do you think doing online classes is safe? Kind of. I think if you've been to a class before, if you know kind of what you're doing, yeah. you have got to a level where you feel confident on the. Ref- this is on the reformer. On the mat work, it's a bit different. Like I said, you can't hugely inf- like injure yourself on the mat work. If you're on a reformer, mind you, if you've got a reformer at home, you should be bloody yeah, able to do it. Yeah, I mean, come on. Um, but yeah, so there are videos out there. There's books. Lynn Robinson writes great books about Pilates Bible and things and just basic principles just to reinforce what you've done. I can't think of anything okay. else. But That's that good. should cover... The internet is is wonderful. That's good. But just don't scare yourself with those pictures from people who are body beautiful on Instagram. Well, it scares the hell out of me. Well, that's Instagram, though, isn't it? Everything's yeah. they've probably like, like I don't know, superimposed the leg on the picture, <laughs> and really they can only get it to a right angle. And all of a sudden, oh my god, it's like can you do that? Can you show me how to do that? <laughs> I do it on mine. Don't tell me. <laughs> I want to switch it a little bit just towards the end now about wellness and um, just out of curiosity oh how do you how do you try and keep yourself healthy me you oh god practice what you preach yeah um like i said i do do do, when i can these days when i I try do try and do yoga um i try get to get outside the weather i mean today it's just incredible i try and go out for a walk um i'm begging my boyfriend to get us a dog so I can have a friend to come walking with me. You can just walk with me. I know. You're always working. This is the problem. You're always bloody working. Um, you know, you try and eat healthy. I mean, sleep is the big thing for me. Yeah. You know, get to bed early, wake up early. I'm trying to do this, drink two litres of water a day. You know, you're, have a bottle with you all the time. You're very good, I think, at switching off, though, because... I think when if you find that you're getting a bit overwhelmed or a bit stressed yeah. with life, you're if I ever try and contact you, your phone's just off. Oh no, I won't. I won't. I will just have it on silent and I'll put it yeah. somewhere away yeah. that I don't look at my phone or I don't go on the internet as well, which is a big thing, especially these days that you on constantly on your phones. I try and and just have a couple of hours to myself and like a little bit of downtime. You know, even if I'm just reading a book or I've gone shopping or I've, it's just for me. Yeah, you're I very think, good at that. Yeah. Well, I have, I, you know, I see about 250 people a week, so Oof. it's it's, hu- it's, it's hard. The alone time is very precious. And again, like I said, my boyfriend it does sometimes think, where am I? And I'm off in Ultra <laughs> somewhere spending <laughs> money. <laughs> okay, do you um, do you have any, any kind of routines in your life that do you think, and I'll have to throw you off, I'm not expecting I'm like, any of these. To be fair, I've not even read anything that I've read. <laughs> Do you have any routines in your life that you think uh, you could share that are like a, a healthy routine or something that you do all the time that keeps you in check? Keeps from a, like if I say from a wellness point of view, any tips that you from have? a wellness point of view? Oh gosh, it's not like drink wine and go out with your friends. Not like drink wine, go out with um, your friends. Well, it could be, you know. I guess it's a bit of antioxidants in your wine. <laughs> um, really, it's if, just... if, if there's something that. If you if there's like a routine or something that if you don't do you notice it. Oh, not a lot. To particular, I mean, routine of exercise is great. Routine my home life is a little bit different. I mean, I try. I try and eat. The thing is, I I'm terrible. If I'm out, I won't eat. Like I'll go and and just won't have a snack. So I'm trying to get into that habit of having like a little pack lunch. Oh. 
or like having breakfast in the morning yeah so i'll always go for like a water bottle and have it but i might not have had my little bar in the morning or had something to eat that that was a that would be a big thing for me especially when you're busy in the day you get hungry i get very hungry <laughs> like very hungry it's ridiculous um but no just and and like that kind of little bit of meditation where you do take five minutes just to have to yourself and just to mm. breathe one of my clients is on this um amazing app that she's doing this meditation and she's like it's just made a world of difference that like headspace yeah that yeah. you can just have like three or four minutes where you've just decompressed, especially at the end of the week or something like that, that you can just have it for yourself. I mean, that's the, the biggest routine. You've got to live with you forever. <laughs> oh my God, that's so, a scary thing to say. I know, but it's true. So, yeah. you know, you've got to be able to appreciate yourself. But yeah, I mean, from from a wellness point of view, it's it's drink water. I mean, just... just and sleep. Just drink water and sleep, especially as we get, as, as I get older. Yeah, it's still definitely, a baby. Yeah, still appreciate it. Oh, thanks. Thank you, well. You won't be saying that after April. You're <laughs> still a baby. Yeah. Look at you. Look about 12. Middle age. Uh, final question is, can you tell me something that inspires you? Whether it be a book, um, another podcast. Oh, now this is going to sound really cheesy. Oh, go on. But my friends inspire me every day. Oh. Like, every day. Like, it's, it's, I find inspiration in people more than a thing or a, or a book. To look at people who few of my friends have had babies and just that transition and how they've made it look so easy I'd say but a really strong people yeah. like yourself as well that are, are very motivated to to make themselves and other people around them feel better I'm I, that that's me is and my client obviously my clients I see so many people I'm a people person so people to me are inspirational Aww. That's a nice one. I like that one. So yeah. So. And where can people find you if they want oh, to everywhere find a bit of love? love. <laughs> so um, my company's called PL Pilates. We work in Bowden and Sale. Now you can hear the work voice coming back <laughs> on that. Okay. It's PL Pilates. PL Pilates. <laughs> uh, we run mat work classes. I obviously work with my gorgeous mother. Um, uh, we work in Bowden. It's plpilates.co.uk. If you want any more information, I'm on Instagram, PL Pilates or Laura Pettiner. Um, yeah, find me. I'm on the internet. Excellent. Search for my Just name and people. find me. <laughs> yeah, you got any questions? Call me. Fabulous. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for your time oh, today. It's been I an really absolute pressure. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. I really appreciate you getting to the end. And if you have any further questions, I have put all the links mentioned in the show notes. I hope to see you back here again when I'll be interviewing another wellness expert in the industry just to see how we can continue to improve our well-being. See you soon.